Here's what happened last time on the Encourageable Party. With both sides aware of the other's true identity, a game of verbal cat and mouse ensues until Doppel Shakara attacks. Narrowly surviving the fight with the facsimiles, Falzern and Shaft escape through the unpredictable portals once again, finding themselves in an unfamiliar but defensible location. And now, back to the adventure. Mia, it doesn't take longer than 20 seconds before you get a response from Campbell on your sending spell. Ah, Mia! Things are wunderbar! Da, I have the box. Tell Shikara I've made progress on the black goo. Who is this Isabella woman? Does he say love, love Campbell? Uh, he unfortunately <laughs> didn't have, he ran out of words. <laughs> Two words short. <laughs> I repeat to Shikara those 25 words. <laughs> okay. Do you also put on the accent? Yes, I will actually. <laughs> I don't have it written down in front of me. <laughs> I'm doing wunderbar. <laughs> what else do you say? I have my box. I'm working on the black goo. <laughs> well, now we have some answers. He still has the box. So, this one is another one. A means of recruitment? Yeah, I guess you're not alone? I do not know. I feel bad he is still working on the black goo. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when you talk like Shakara, I just can't. (laughs) Especially when you're snarky like that. (laughs) Was it the goo or... (laughs) Like, because you're being sassy. Okay. <laughs> Here's one of your bloopers. Timestamp that. One minute. <laughs> Not even, was it? <laughs> yes, well, I think that problem is solved for now. I do feel better knowing he does not know who Isabella is. That's true. That means she hasn't gone to visit him or anything like that. Yes, that is... A small comfort. So, what now? The boys were supposed to be here. <sighs> do we wait for them? We do need to go back to Isabella to get more anti mind control items. Oh, Grimby! Hey. We could. Fill you in on what has happened. All I, the events that have transpired. That'd be uh, much appreciated, Shikara. Do you do you need time alone, Shikara? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think how I answer that. <laughs> it may be best if you stay and help me explain. Oh yes, I was just kidding. Anyway, Grimby, so. You were left on the ship with the elixir. The it gets elixir. like distorted, it just keeps going and <laughs> you say it all. <laughs> the elixir was Alamar's. 
We took it from him to stop him from becoming a lich. Yeah, I think he knows. Well, I think he knows it was Alamar's. Alamar came in fuel, minded him. I uh, suspected as much. We ran into Alamar later, after his encounter with you. And Falzarin and I, along with Drag, killed him. Unfortunately, he did not exactly stay dead. He uh, got that uh, elixir then. You tell me he become this uh, lich thing? No. I destroyed the elixir. However, he had already prepared his phylactery. He now resides in his cane and is bound to Falzarin. That man... He's trapped in this cane, you say? As far as we are aware, unless he can be reunited with his body. Well, we're not going to let that happen. We do not plan on it, no. And, uh... How do we get rid of this cane? We are working on that. Any suggestions would be much appreciated. I mean, my thought is, remember Alamar's plan about Sardo? Put Sardo in the bag, put the cane in the bag, destroy the bag. What, uh, what's his plan? So, Falzern has a bag of holding, and if it gets torn or destroyed, I think, then all of its contents go to a different plane of existence, so put the cane in the bag. So Alamar becomes someone else's problem. Yeah. I like the sound of this plan. Let's do it. I'll cut it as soon as far as he gets back then. Um, no, Grimby, because we also need to put Sardo in the bag. And the long story short on Sardo is that there's a revenant who's been chasing the party for quite a while, but the only two members still in the party from the original incident are Shaft and Falzerin. So it's sworn to kill Shaft and Falzerin. We need to get rid of him, put him in the bag first. Because Revenant could just keep coming back to life. Sardo is currently in Alamar's body. Yeah, so Alamar's body is Sardo. So we're going to put Alamar's body and his cane with his person in a bag and then slash the bag. Then you can slash the bag. I am a little bit confused here. Are you feeble-minded? I thought I healed you. <laughs> it is a lot to take in, I understand. Uh, you, you have uh, quite a lot going on. Uh, much more than uh, I thought when I uh, <laughs> volunteered to take you on the horizon, too. You haven't even heard the half of it. Uh, I don't know if I want to. There is not much more. The Kraken is no longer. Well, the Kraken's my dad. Let's talk about that right <laughs> Mia has dispatched it. You killed your puppy? I guess so. Biologically. My goodness, you sleep for a couple of days and look at what you miss. Isabella. Covens, yes. things, stuff. There's too much. Isabella is a very powerful being. She is aligned with a more powerful being called Dendar, the Serpent Mother. I... I thought I was making an alliance 
with Dendar. Though it turns out it was Isabella. And I am now... part... of a group with her. Yeah, a group. Mm-hmm. And there's this foreign race of people called the Niyogi trying to take over Aspara. No big deal. We're just gonna have to fight them to save the world. And we have to fight them also partially in order to get armor to appease Isabella. For Samuel Coltis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Coltis could potentially fight the Niyogi also. Yeah. It sounds like things are pretty f- Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is probably all we needed to tell you. Yeah. Here, sit down. We'll tell you. We'll tell you all the details <laughs> if you want to. If you want to know. I I think uh, it'd be best if I hear it. And I will specifically get rowdy talking about the Neogi and give all the details. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going through and role playing everything we're telling him. And and yeah, as you're kind of. Relating everything to to Grim, you kind of get like about six different versions of I, 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 as you're telling your tale. There's also like a grr in there. It's like yeah. Any time you mention Alamar, it's kind of this low snarling that originates in the back of Grimby's throat and kind of pushes itself out of his mouth involuntarily. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh. So it's like two hours later? <laughs> we would not blame you if you felt you could not stay. No, 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 no. I, I, to, I told you I'm here. I'm, I'm here to help you, Shikara. I wouldn't just leave you. Put my hand on his shoulder. I appreciate that. So now that it's been sixteen hours, where what are the boys? Now? <laughs> what about this? What about this hall we got from uh, from that? Uh, what you say, Tinnerman? You call them? Oh right, the rings. What do they do? What do we do? We need Falzarin to tell us what they do. We have no way to identify them, or get more information about them, short of putting them on. I do not feel that would be wise. Definitely not after the cane incident. Agreed. But then where 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 are Fowler and Shafton? They were supposed to be here. Yeah. Playing hooky, getting into trouble, who knows? Well, can we contact them some way? Same way uh uh messages to Campbell guy? Great, just use up all the cleric spells, fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we can, we can send them a message. I think, right? Would it work if even if they were, you know, using the portal or something? I guess you would know if they're using the portal. I'll think for a second. They are not currently using it. Okay, what should I say? To get themselves back here as soon as possible. A little bit of smoke curls. Falls are in shaft. Is it uh, time for a short rest now that you've secured this little room you've found yourselves in? Oh, uh, yeah. 
I'm hurting. Yeah, I think I'd like to think we should attempt one. Yeah, hey, why don't we uh, lay down here? Well, you can take a look at some of this stuff and while we're uh, while we're resting. Yeah, I'm I'm in bad shape. I think if we could spend some time to recuperate a little bit, it wouldn't be a bad idea. This this place seems. I mean, I think we're safe here. Well, we are with the, the shelves in front of the door. At least it doesn't look like anybody's been here in a while. Yeah, there's there's dust over everything. Hey, that pendant we found. Do uh do some of your uh, magic doohickey on there and find out what what that does. Yeah, I'm curious to know what all of these things do. They they look like they may have more than more to them than meets the eye. So um, I think I'd like, yeah, maybe I'll start with identifying the pendant. Okay. Are you going to be ritualing or are you just going to cast it? Yeah, I'd like to ritual cast it. It's a pendant of legendary actions. At the start of each day, you can choose up to three actions you can perform and store them in the pendant as charges. You can use any stored action at any time you choose. The chargers are consumed when used, cannot be charged or changed again until the following morning. You can only use one additional action of each type on your turn. Does require attunement. Any kind of action? Like an attack action? Any action that you could ready? Dash, disengage, dodge, cast a spell? Uh, can somebody cast a spell and... Uh, so it is considered like an action, so you couldn't cast two spells. Uh, you can use one additional action of any type. That's the limit. So oh. if you prepared three, like, say, three more attacks in this pendant, you would only be able to use one of them on a single in a single round of combat. But if you used... If you had an attack, a dash, and a disengage in that pendant, you could use all three on one turn. I mean, my point being, you should have it if you can cast a spell and then cast an additional spell. Right. Because that's more powerful for you to have than it is for me to have another swipe with a with a bow or a sword. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, that's sweet. Okay. Next. Maybe the, uh, what was it? Was it an ebony sword? Obsidian. Great sword. The obsidian great sword. Another, it seems it seems like your rest is going uninterrupted as you're continuing through these rituals, and uh, you both will be able to get through any hit dice if you you know heal up and all that stuff. So the uh, the great sword is a death knight's dread sword. Requires attunement, and while you're attuned to the sword, you gain the following three benefits. Parry as a reaction, you add six to your AC against one melee attack that would hit you. To do so, you must see the attacker. Unholy Flame. You can use a bonus action to speak this magic sword's command word, causing dark flames to erupt from the blade. These flames shed no light, instead causing light to dim in a 40-foot radius. While the sword is ablaze, it deals an extra 2d6 necrotic damage to any target it hits. The flames last until you use a bonus action to speak the command word again, or until you drop or sheathe the sword. And lastly, Unholy Smite. If attuned by a spellcaster, when you hit a creature with a melee attack, you can expend a spell slot to deal additional necrotic damage to the target, in addition to the weapon's other damage. The extra damage is 2d8 for a first 
level spell slot plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than the first to a maximum of 5d8. So it works exactly like a paladin smite, except it deals necrotic damage uh, instead of radiant damage. That has got Shakara written all over it. You deal an additional 1d8 damage if the attack, uh, if the target is a celestial. Uh, if this effect is used oh. against an undead creature, they are instead healed by an amount equal to the necrotic damage. So this will be good when we start trusting Shakara and stop trusting Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this is an interesting item considering our party dynamic. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the healing the undead things look cool too. You could you could team up with Sardo maybe. <laughs> He does want to be part of the the group, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure does seem to have a burning interest in us. What what were the other items again? I'm Bronze this. scimitar. Yes. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll do that one next. That sounds like it's a shafty item. This is a bronze scaled scimitar. It is a plus three weapon. It does not require attunement. Anyone wielding this scimitar gains proficiency with it while it's held. So, Falsey, you could wield, wield this with no uh, ramifications, no penalty. This weapon grants a plus three bonus to all attack rolls, but an additional plus six to damage rolls. Nice. The wielder wow. may also cast a spell Water Whip at will, as if from a first level spell slot. Wow. I don't. I'm not familiar with that spell. Do you know what it does? You summon a long rubbery whip of pure water to lash out at a creature or object in range. They must make a dexterity saving throw. So for this sword that comes with a DC 15, on a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage, and you either knock it prone or pull it up to 25 feet closer to you. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage, and you you wouldn't pull or knock it prone. And that can be cast at will. So nice. It's like wow. having a handy little cantrip in your pocket. And the final item? Yeah, the gooey sword. So this is a short sword of oozes. It does require attunement. It is a plus three short sword. The attuned user is not harmed by the dripping ooze, which covers everything except the hilt. And the hilt, it seems, you know, as you're kind of examining it too, it seems like the hilt repel is repelling the the dripping ooze from the blade somehow non-attuned users risk a 50 percent chance of being burned for 5d6 acid damage but otherwise all attacks deal an additional 3d6 acid damage and that is it those are pretty nifty uh nifty things here yeah the, these are some of the most interesting items we've come across in a little while i i don't know what do you, what do you think do you think the scimitar would be good for you? Are you interested in any? Yeah, definitely the scimitar and and really the short sword too. But I think uh, right now the the scimitar. Let me see that thing. Sure. Here you go. I take my other scimitar out and and re- of my belt and replace it. Take my other one. Go. We need to hang on to these other things. Uh, you any room in the bag? Well. Be honest, Shaft, this bag, I think, is getting pretty close to its limits. I, I'm i not sure what could come out of it. I mean, I'm, 
There are some things that, that have been in there for quite a while. Yeah. Yes, like the body that smells. Are there any rags or sheets or anything in this room folded up on the shelf or... Yeah, I'd like some old linens that look pretty moth-eaten, but yeah, you could definitely uh, find some type of, what are you looking for, like a dressing or a wrap or something? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, it's a necessity right now, but maybe we can take uh, Danzig out of the sack and, you know, wrap him up over here, and I can always come back and get him later once we find out where we are. Well, yeah, I do, I do feel bad, Shaft. I mean, I know, I know he, his body has importance to you, and I don't, I haven't wanted to press the issue. I, I suppose we could, we could leave him here for the time being. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, it's, it's necessity right now. Okay. So I will, um, I will open up the bag and kind of sort of gingerly try to withdraw Danzig from it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't crumble and fall apart as I pull him out. No, you are able to slide him out. We'll sort of put him on the linens the best we can, sort of wrap him up. I want to wrap him up in a way where you... Maybe not notice it's a body. It'll be small anyway, but... And then maybe go stick him on the bottom shelf. <laughs> put some stuff over front of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. M respectfully. Of, of course, with the utmost respect. Of course, of course, of course. And then, uh... Enough room now to, to stick that... The other stuff back in there. Yeah, I... I think we should be good... Here, Shaft. I'm. This is. This is terrible, and I hate to have to. There's just. There's just only so much space in this bag. Well, it's really my problem. I don't need to burden everybody else with what I have to do there. Also, uh, pull that chest out. Let's take a look at it. Sure. So I reach in and pull the um, Samuel Coltis secret chest out mm. and I'll take a look inside I'll hand it to Shaft and he can open it okay I, I know it's safe so I'll just open it mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. yeah and like you, like you saw before the um, few small sacks inside uh, I believe you had picked one up and kind of jingled it around very clearly filled with, with coins there are five of them inside the chest and uh, I guess through the the last few minutes of, of this short rest here counting them up you seems like each of these bags has a thousand gold in it oh my god samuel's life savings <laughs> it's rainy day fun you just yoinked from him <laughs> you ain't getting a yacht anytime soon samuel <laughs> there we go now this is what i'm talking about let's uh this stash us away for a rainy day. Yeah, goodness. I haven't seen this much money in ages. Samuel, I I think this is... This must be the majority of his savings. This could go a long way at magic, magic, magic! 
Sure so could. how do we split this then? 60-20-20 for me, I suppose. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. That works out just perfectly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you want, man. Uh, You know, your help has got us this far, so... Uh, of course we'll split the loot. Yes, I am invaluable. I sort of give uh, Falzer in a sort of a shake of the head and a half wink. Like, <laughs> like just play along with it. <laughs> I return the gesture. All right, let's uh, let's take a little nap here, or, or let, lay back here for a little bit until we feel better. Yeah, yeah, and your your short rest uh, does finish, and you can roll any uh, hit dice that you need to, or would like to spend. Hey, put this put this back in your bag. What's that? Uh, what's that thing there? Oh, um, yeah, I think this wand. This wand was on uh, the the Mia imposter, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. You're right. I almost forgot about it. Maybe I should try and discover if it holds any power as well. So I'd like to um, ritual cast identify on it as well, if I could, Leland. Absolutely. And you discover that this is a wand of healing. It does contain three charges per day. They regain spent charges at dawn. You can spend one action to heal the creature within five feet of you. The chosen creature regains ten hit points. Oh, Shaft, this is this is a lifesaver, quite literally, right here. This wand is able to heal us, uh, or heal anyone, uh, up to three times a day, it would seem. This is perfect. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm still pretty worn out and beat up after taking a bit of time to rest. I, I could probably use some rejuvenation right now. Yeah, give it a shot. I think I will. So I would... Uh, do I know how many charges it has yeah, right now? Yeah, it's, it's fully charged right now. It's fully charged. Okay. Well, Shaft, I I need to use at least one on myself. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I, I, after laying down here for a little while, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm almost back to uh, feeling good. Okay. I'll use two, use two charges on myself, I think. Okay. Because I'm still hurting quite a bit. You want me to do it? To you? Yeah, does it require attunement? No, it does not. Well, I I suppose you could, Shaft. Might be good for me to know how to use it just in case. My sure. last experiences with wands, not well, <laughs> uh, you know. I have a feeling this wand is, is going to be a lot easier to use than your last shot. But here you go. Give it, give it a go. Okay, I give it a... Work! <laughs> and I shake it. <laughs> and roll me a D one hundred. No, that's just kidding. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you you are able to expend a charge. I mean, you know, you would be using an action for mechanics' sake. But uh, yeah, he falls and heals for ten hit points that don't exist while you're a character. <laughs> well, well, twenty, and right? Because he he's gonna use it twice. Um, yeah, because he hits you twice with yeah. it, tops you up. You got to shake it twice. <laughs> No matter how much you shake and dance, the last two drops go in your pants. That's right. What? Is, is that a reference to something? <laughs> yes, it is. It's insane. I've never heard that. 
So I'll go, yeah, here, you better hang on to this. You're going to need it more than I do. Because uh, if I start getting hurt, you're going to have to heal me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well done, Shaft. It seems to have worked perfectly. I'm feeling much better. All right. So you ready to find out where the hell we're at? Yeah, I have my suspicions, if I'm being honest. I wonder, this looks like a room that might be part of someone's clinic if you were trying to be a doctor, wouldn't you think? You think we're in Zexa? I don't know, but all of these portals would have been used by Izzy, and she has that clinic that she used, which would probably require herbs and, you know, these... Mortars and pestles. I don't know. Let's let's see. Do you want to make sense? Here, let's go uh, move this cabinet. Then we'll just go over and move the push the shelf out of the way, and see if we can open the door. And it freely opens. Are you attempting to be stealthy or? I mean, I think uh, initially I'll listen. Typically, listen to the door. Here, if, if I don't hear anything, I'll crack it open a little bit, look and see. You know, if I see anything, and then open it up. Yeah, uh, cracking it open, you immediately see a, a familiar room to you, Shaft. Uh, uh, one door kind of uh, directly across this uh, smallish room. There's a small desk with a table and a large, oversized chair that you, I think, slept in, feigning sickness. All the way back in <laughs> session two or one or what? <laughs> You are, in fact, in Isabella's clinic in the city of Zexa. Hey, you're right. We're here in Zexa again. Brings back memories, doesn't it? My favorite town. Well, I mean, we're still, uh, what, two days back to the other portal at least? If we hoof it? Yeah. If we oh, go back man. in there, I point over at the portal. Who knows where the hell we'll end up? What a mess. I I really hoped that these I really hoped these portals would be easier to use. I, I, I saw how Shikara used it, but it just doesn't seem to work for me the way it works for her and Isabella. Must have something to do with membership in the coven. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's what that's what Jessica sort of alluded to. I mean, every time yeah. we go through this damn thing, they know we're doing it. Yeah, it, it is a bit risky. We're, we're tipping them off to the fact that someone else is using it, and we're also sort of, I guess the analogy would be like rolling a die to know where you're going to end up. That's very uh, <laughs> That's on the money. Great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so as you are kind of having this conversation, one of you hears a familiar voice in your head because I'm actually not sure which one of you. So let's get the ladies back on. Wait, what? What? Uh, what? What? I'm so confused right now. Where are you? Get yourselves back here as soon as possible. Shakara is so mad smoke is coming from her ears. Oh, we have Grimby. So I can reply, right, as part of that. You can immediately reply. You have up to 25 years. And, of course, you do recognize that it is from Mia. Uh, she's very clearly uh, used a sending spell to communicate with you. Mine was 24, by the way. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Um, so I will uh, I will reply to her. We can't get these portals to work correctly. It's almost random. We've popped up in Zexa. Can Shakara help us? Pretty good by my count. <laughs> okay, I didn't count. Shakara, he answered me. And he said? He said they can't get the portals to work correctly. <laughs> and... Yeah, I think we knew that. And they're outside of Zegsa, and they want to know if you can help them. We can, we can go there, right? We can. Or they could walk. Uh... <laughs> I, I told them you were mad, but... Um, two days walk is, is kind of a long punishment. Fine. I assume... Since the one door is blocked by Gozer, we shall use the other. That is the only place they can be. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, well, I was remembering the ones blocked. But, I mean, we can have Falzerin identify all these magical things and then never let him have any. That's punishment. I, I see the smoke, Shakara. Let's just go. I get, uh, is getting a little. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll go over to the portal, say the activation words, so that we can go to Isabella's clinic in Zexa. Before you get there, do we have a moment to of stop? Of course, yeah. I imagine Falls are probably relay to. Yeah, you two can have your own conversation. Uh, Chef, so. I just, I, I I got what I believe was Mia uh, using a sending spell to communicate with me. Yeah. Where, where are they? Uh, I'm not sure, but it seems like Shakara is pretty upset. I think she knows that we're using these portals. Um, and they're wondering where we are, wanting us to go back and meet them. I, I told them that... I can't seem to get these portals to work correctly and asked if if they're if Shakara was able to help us. They're coming okay. here? Well, probably. Okay, let's get our story straight real quick. Okay. Uh, we 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 can't say where we've been other than the fact that, that she's probably going to know that we've visited Jessica because they have this link in the in the coven. Right. So we can't we can't get out of that one. Let's not say anything about the going to the Samuel Coltus place. Don't say anything about the treasure, and okay. let's start uh, getting Shakara back on our side. I'll stop fighting with her, and we'll start trying to work together. We know what we know. Let's keep it to ourselves. Okay. I'll, I'll just follow your lead, I guess. You're okay. better at this than I am. Well, things are pretty screwed up right now. I don't know the right answer to anything. Okay. And I assume you unblock the portal uh, with the other shelf that you had pushed. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's why another reason I wanted <laughs> yeah. to talk because they were going to get through. <laughs> okay, so yeah, after, uh, we'll go over and we'll push the other shelf. I'll help help Shaft uh, clear the clear the doorway of of the stuff we put up against it. Shakara, Mia, and Grimby appear through an activated portal in this small fifteen by fifteen foot room 
shelves, a couple bookshelves that clearly have been sloughed out of place. Shelves covered with dried out ingredients, herbs, and all that kind of stuff. And you find and finally reunite with Shaft and Falzerin. And I suppose Alamar. Because I knew you missed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you do are a sight for sore eyes, I tell ya. I, I go over and slap Grimby on the back. How you doing, chum? Uh, I've been better. I uh, hear you all have had uh, quite a few days, quite a, quite a ruckus few days here. Yeah, it's it's not been pleasant for a while. I'm 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 so glad to see you back to your usual self, Captain. Oh, man, what a mess. <clears throat> uh, before a fight breaks out, I think you guys have some explaining to do. Who do you think you are? Using the coven's portals yourself! Yeah, we know the password. Uh, we just don't know how I to use it. I did not tell you the password. No, you didn't, but we heard it. There you guys was... should probably be a lot quieter when you're saying your passwords out in you front of everybody. should not be using things that do not belong to you. I suggest you change the password, really. I mean, you're lucky she came to get you, Shaft. Well, uh, Shakara, I... I, I appreciate, I appreciate that we're not members of the coven, but do you, do you appreciate that? Well, do you let's... understand the position you have put me in? No, not really. What position is that? Well, uh, Shakara, I, I didn't realize at the time that it was going to be made apparent to everyone in the you coven. You did not realize anything. No. It, yeah, um, you're guys. Right. You have jeopardized Shakara's position as our double agent. You've basically been running around Aspara. We had a plan. You were supposed to stay put. We were going to come back and get you. Yes, yes, that that's all true, but... We're lucky you're not dead. But... Yes. I, I think it's, it's fair to say that Shakara didn't intentionally allow us to use the portal. And it's fair can, to say... She can certainly fall back on that alibi, if you will. Grimby's a good judge of character. He knows everything. What do you think, Grimby? I uh, don't know if you put me in the middle of this one. <laughs> it was just Falzerin snooping around and listening and observing and observing you know, doing what... my incompetence in allowing well, you to know the activation word. And it allowing you access to the portals. It could happen to anyone, Chikara. No, I don't think no, it cannot. Hey, what's done is done. Water under the bridge. Are we going to get this stuff and we're going to work together and get this gauntlet that you need? Or are we going to sit around arguing about this? It's already taken. It's already been done. Are you quite finished? Balls are in. Ah, we won't use the portal again. If that's what you're asking. That is what I am asking. Ah, I'm good with it. I don't even remember what the hell the password is. Well, I, I do remember the password, but it's, it's Stop sort of useless. Because do you I... want me to save your life again? Because Shakara was going to kill you before. She's going to do it now. I, Shut up. What I'm saying is I don't intend to use the portals because while I know the password, apart from that, they don't work. Because it's... They work for those for whom they are intended. 
Well, you're right, and I didn't Why know that. Why are you continuing to defend yourself, Falzerin? Do I'm you not, not see the smoke coming from her ears? This is not me defending myself. I'm I walk saying over, that I'm not using it again. I touch I touch him on the shoulder. I, I look over at Shakara, and I go, We're sorry. That is all I want. Roll for performance check. <laughs> yes, Shakara, I, I am... I appreciate the situation that I've put you in, and I apologize. I I didn't realize that Isabella and Jessica were going to be aware of the fact that we Jessica? were using the portals. Yes, Jessica. I, I assumed that you would know that everyone who's in the coven knows when the portals are being used. Yes. You are aware of this now, too. Yes, so I assumed that everyone who is in the coven knew that the portals were being used, right? So that would include you, Isabella, and the other member, who is Jessica, to my knowledge. We have work to be done. Yes, are you done with this bickering? Oh my god! Are you able to locate Mullen? And at the sound of Alamar's voice, you see Grimby, he kind of takes up his axe and his both hands like tightening the hilt of it and he's just kind of like staring at your bag of holding falls laser beam focused eyes just kind of where this voice is originating from now now Grimby I I appreciate how distressing it must be to hear that voice but I assure you he cannot hurt you I've been brought up to speed he does not drop his axe. <laughs> so, I think, like has been said here, we, we need to move forward. We need to work together. What's what's the next step here? We could not talk to Mullen. The situation in Heraklion has deteriorated. Oh, so? Isabella has said she could procure items for us, but needs time. We did find a few things in Tenderman's shop. Where's Mullen? Were you able to speak with him? No. No, I mean, we had nothing but a name to go off of. We talked to Isabella. I had to regain her trust. So she's trying to get us some stuff to keep us safe from the mind-bending nature of the Niyogi. Yes. And then what did you yeah. find uh, in Tenderman's shop? Well, the one promising thing, and I'll pull out um, the headpiece. So Mia pulls out this very kind of plain-looking leather circlet, just this, uh, the, you know, uh, a circled band of leather with a small, what looks like a little diamond kind of braided into uh, one side of it. This is magical, and it's worn on your head, so that's as far as I could get. I, I can't identify um, you know, basically we detected magic. There's a lot of magic in his shop. There was even phlogiston in Titterman's shop. Crazy, right? Phlogiston? Yeah. That's interesting. You don't say. I don't know. It must be how he makes things magical or something. I don't know. Hmm. Hey, Alomar, why would Titterman have uh, phlogiston in his shop? I do not know Is he where. like Google for you now? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know where he could have 
procured phlogiston, or what use he may have with it. I thought you two were pals. He has a shop in the city. Oh, my bad. I mean, maybe he got phlogiston from where the cultist got it, made a deal with the cultist. Hmm. It was in a barrel, just like the cultist had. Yeah, who knows. Anyway, here. Identify this. Yes, I certainly can inspect it and, and see what I'm able to discover. Another ten minutes? So I guess, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll spend ten minutes to ritual cast. Are you going to show him some of the rings? Yeah, here. How many rings did we find? Three rings and an amulet that had magical properties. I pull out three rings and an amulet that had magical properties. Yeah, so look, I, Falzer and I, I found three rings and an amulet that were giving off magic. Um, I found lots of other good things that you would like, Shaft. Gemstones, jewelry. Shakara oh, yeah. wouldn't let me take any of it. I wanted to buy Grimby a new ship with the stones, but she's probably right. I'm just, ugh, I'm just so focused on Grimby. Grimby, I felt there was a better way for us to get you a new ship. I know, I just wanna... I don't care about anything anymore but killing the Niyogi. Here, identify all this stuff. Yeah, let's let's get to work. While he's doing that, I'm gonna go look out the door and see if I can see anything. Is it like, can we, do I look into another room or do I actually see like windows looking outside? Like from the room with the desk and the the armchair, the large armchair? Yeah, when I open the door, going out of this room. Yeah, so it, that leads into what, what, what if you remember, like the, the kind of the waiting room thing, which, which mm -hmm. has the front door to the whole building itself. So if you want to go to look out onto the streets, you, you can't. There are windows. I mean, they are curtained. Uh, so I suppose you you could just peek out the windows as, as opposed to having to fully open the open the door kind of thing. Yeah, I want to get an idea what time of day it is, you know, what the weather's the weather. like. <laughs> uh, if if there's any, you know, there it's not a big town, not, so no. last time we were here, there wasn't much action going on, but I just want to make sure the door's locked, nobody's going to walk in on us, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does look, so as you, as you pull back the curtain, actually what is immediately across the front of the windows looks like like a big X of boards, like as if someone has, has boarded up from the outside. Uh, but uh, it's not completely covering 100%, right? So that you can peer through some of the cracks and, and the, the bevels and the overlaps of the boards that uh, you're still able to see out into the street. And you don't immediately see anybody at all. There's no, no pedestrians walking down the streets. It is, uh, I think by now, it's probably about mid to late afternoon. Still that, uh, that rainstorm that had moved in. A little bit of covering a large area of Aspara, I suppose, from all the way from the Goldham to, to Zexa. But uh, yeah, no, there doesn't look like any street traffic at all out out in the city. Okay. Anything else anybody would like to do? Because there's five items. If you're ritual casting everything, that's like another hour that you're going to be. <laughs> if we're there for an hour, I'll, uh, I'll at least once or twice detect magic and walk around for... 10 minutes like ritual cast it and then so then that's 20 minutes plus times two or something like that i don't know okay it's a pretty small place though it probably, is right? yes shikara anything you'd like to be doing Grimby, would you like to spar with me i thought you'd never ask to <laughs> work out your muscles <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just like look, looking at John's face. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start. Let's start with the circle. That's what you're working on first, Falsy. Yeah. Okay. With your identify spell, as you're turning over and you're examining, right? I imagine that's kind of part of the ritual that you cast is with the identify. Is you're really just kind of probing the item that you're inspecting, right? Kind of going over every every nook and cranny and whatever it may be. And as you are doing this and performing your ritual, you see that's the little diamond. As you're kind of rotating in your hands, it does have a, a, a gleam of like rainbow coloring, very much like the kind of type of light and color and swirls of of all these uh, you know roigy bivs that the uh, phlogiston would give off. And at the end of your ten minutes, you learn that this is a circlet of the wise. It does require attunement. While attuned to the circlet, the wearer has advantage on wisdom saving throws against charm and fear effects. Uh, which would, of course, also include like protection from uh, the effects that a yogi may may impart on you. But additionally, the wearer may spend an action to automatically succeed on wisdom saving throws against charm and fear effects for one minute. Dabby. Um, all right, I guess I'll move on to the next then. Okay, so there's two gold rings, a silver ring, and an amulet with with uh, what looks like a ruby set inside of them. Okay, I'll maybe do the a- a- amulet with the ruby next. And of course, by this time, your uh, detect magic is up and going, Mia. So you just kind of, kind of, just walk the perimeter of the this shop and looking for anything that may stick out to you. Yeah, I'll just like open drawers and cupboards and look around. Be real snoopy. I don't like Isabella. <laughs> this is uh, an amulet of fairy fire. Once daily, you can use an action to cast fairy fire. It just functions as the regular spell, which. Uh, the fairy fire outlines uh, certain creatures in, in an area has an area of effect and basically you know kind of it, it makes it so you they don't gain any benefits from being invisible and I believe the attackers on those targets uh, while they're glimmering with the fairy fire have advantage uh, with the dex uh, it has it comes with the DC 15 which the spell references okay that also requires a two Mia, as you're as you're walking around and pulling out drawers and snooping, there's nothing uh, at all that registers as having any type of magical uh, function or, or, or abilities in, in your. It's really just. It's very clear that this is a this is a front. Like there, this was never a functioning clinic, right? Like to any full capacity that any type of uh, any type of, of place where you would get any sort of medical healing would actually function as, right? Rings, okay, let's burn through these rings. First ring, the silver ring. It's just this plain silver ring. On the inside band, though, it does have uh, engraved into it a what looks like a feather. And it is a ring of featherfall, which does require attunement. While you're wearing the ring, you descend 60 feet per round and take no falling damage. Gold ring number one. This is, again, another very plain band. There is no inscription or any type of... Uh, any, there's nothing carved into it or anything like that. But this is a ring of floating disc, which also requires attunement. Once daily, you can activate the ring to cast Tensor's floating disc. Again, serves as this. the spell does. It makes this, uh, I think it's like a five-foot 
by five foot disc that you can load up to 500 pounds on it. It floats about, what, three or four feet above the ground. It always sticks within 20 feet of you. When you are within 20 feet of it, it no longer moves, but it trails behind you kind of thing as you're, as you're walking with it. It lasts for an hour, I think is the duration of the spell. The last, uh, the last thing, the gold, the gold ring. As again, as you're kind of examining it, it almost like seems to to flicker, uh, the, like the ring itself. Uh, kind of re- reminds you of like as the way you kind of blink in and out of existence. But this is a ring of misty step. Requires attunement and once daily, you can use a bonus action to teleport up to thirty feet, as per uh, misty step spell details. Dang. All need attunement, yeah, though. Yeah, attunement um, rules. How does that work again? How many things are you able to be attuned to at once? Three. You have three attunement slots. Gotcha. All right, so I guess I'll just tell uh, me and Shakara that unfortunately they aren't magical, but I'll just hang on to them. <laughs> oh, but I know they are. <laughs> you want to try that again? <laughs> Rewind. Uh, yeah, they appear to all just allow you to cast Mage Hand. <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah, so I will I will share my findings with them, basically, and, and explain what they all do. Oh, I knew that circlet was good. That's what we needed, right? I uh, called dibs on the circlet. Our, okay, well... Um, you see him, he, he kind of has, has a hand up to like, his head. <laughs> Uh, very like a defensively, Aww. almost absent-mindedly, kind of reaches up and. Aw, Grim Grimby, I think we need to talk about how to split these items up. I mean. I don't care about the rest. I uh, would just like appreciate uh, that circlet. We are getting items from Isabella still. If Grimby can have right. this circlet, we can use what Isabella I... gives us. I really think we should hide these items from Isabella so she doesn't know we have them. We, there is no reason to tell her we have them, no. No, and... I do not believe she pays attention. It doesn't need to belong to one person. It can be passed around. Oh, but attunement. Ah! Well, why don't we use this stuff until we... I mean, there's no reason for Isabella to come around as long as we're doing what we're supposed to do, right? There is no reason for Isabella to come around. But we are going to go to Isabella because she is going to procure more items for us in our fight against the Niyogi. No, no, I get it. I'm just saying, to Mia's point, no point in, you know, flaunting this stuff in front of her, but we can use it, right? I do not believe Isabella pays attention to what jewelry we happen to be wearing. Um, should we study these items and divvy them up now before we visit Isabella in case things go I'm gonna south. walk up to Falls Ring, grab the circlet and the ring of Misty Step, put the ring on my finger and put the circlet on Grimby's head. I'd uh, be much appreciated. Uh, I already feel a lot, a lot better. You're protected, buddy. Can I have a ring? I already have an amulet making me human, remember? Uh, but I got ten fingers. Yes, everyone else remembers. Shut up. Yeah, so I'll happily, uh, I'll hap- I'm not going to try and hang on to these items so well which one's the best ring falls and i'll take the best one we well, got feather fall tensor's floating disc and fairy fire i think any of those would be good um the floating disc thing is really going to be just for you know 
an added little carrying a dead body or something. It's fairly <laughs> niche, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I didn't fully understand what you'd said, so I was like, okay, I'll have to look it up. Um, I don't think you would necessarily need the feather fall because you can fly. If I, as an action, take my yeah. And fairy fire gives you the advantage to be able to. Uh... Can I wear two necklaces, amulets? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's like freaking Skyrim yep, here. That's like, exactly. Get right. out. That's All right, I guess taken. I take the. I take the gold <laughs> ring of the floating disc. I'd take the ring of Featherfall, because Falzrin, you can uh, you can blink out, right? Yeah. So we're all in agreement. We can study our things for the next hour. Learn how to. And use then it. after that, mayhaps you and I should go back to Isabella and see if she. Why don't we all go back? I don't want to leave the boys here. They're going to end up jumping in the portal and ending up who oh, knows I, where. I assure you, I have no intention of trying to use these infernal portals again. It has not been a good experience. Is there any chance we'll fight Isabella? We want them by our side. I do not believe a fight is imminent. Okay. Do you want to go? Shaft and Falzer. I'll look at, sorry, look at Shaft and Falzer. Ah, uh, you know... That's up to you. You're the one that knows uh, what's going down with her. We're going to trust that you're, uh, you know best. She has no desire to hurt you. She has n- no desire to kill you. Okay, I'll take your word for it then. But do I have your word that if things go awry, you, you're with us? Yes, as long as you do not antagonize her. If you do not cause a quarrel, I am on your side. You're not going to get any problem from me. Uh, we've, we've been doing some talking, and I I think we're all on the same page here. Are we? Yeah, for now. I mean, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt until uh, you give so me a reason not to. And then, then we'll have a discussion at that point. But until then, I'm with you. Good to know. Yes, I... Uh... I have no interest in starting a quarrel with Isabella. We've got enough problems on our plate right now. As I have told Mia, if it comes to it, if Isabella needs to be removed for the greater good of Aspara, that is what will happen. Well, it it's good to hear that, Chikara. I appreciate that your allegiance lays on the right side of this issue. My allegiance lays with Aspara. As does mine. So we're taking another hour so everyone can attune to their new items. Alright, so we're going to see Isabella? I I I guess. Yeah. Alright, we're right we're yes. right behind you. You should trust Shakara. She doesn't have any ill intent. But I will not be used. Well. I mean yeah, you should be more worried about Shakara than Isabella, to be honest. <laughs> Shakara, I, wa- I want you to know that I I didn't realize using the portals would put you in danger. You do not think. You are very intelligent, but you do not use your brain. Well, I, I just... Just keep walking, Falzern. Okay. Come on, let's go. So I'll go to the portal and activate it and take us to the keep. 
Alright, all five of you huddle into this little <laughs> storeroom and step through the portal. That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. But before you go, I got a couple other things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to encourageableparty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft. Or you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring! Welcome all you bloodthirsty Encouragableites to our second season of IP March Madness. We've got another round of 16 combatants ready to get in the Colosseum and tear each other apart. All for that ever-fleeting prize of fame, only to quickly fade into obscurity, to eventually die alone and get eaten by their 17 stray cats they took in off the street. In the West Bracket, we have Erica's right-hand man, the ever-devoted Terry the Cultist, versus... The man in the wrong place at the wrong time, just a lowly cultist himself, Thunder McScruggins! We're starting off with a right banger of a match. This rivalry runs deep. Thunder comes out with his roguish trickery, utilizing stealth tactics that would even rival his one truest love, Bryn. Terry seems confused, like he's forgotten why he's here. I, I think, yes, confirmation from the ground, he's already initiating the evacuation plan. It doesn't seem to have gotten him far, though. Thunder has reappeared, landing a devastating sneak attack with his bow. Terry goes down hard in a spray of blood and sand as he hits the ground, desperately crawling for cover from Thunder's arrows. But a volley does not follow, folks. Thunder, he's, he's reaching into a small, tan bag and hurling something at Terry. It's... It's a damn baboon! Right before our very eyes, the primate puts the tear in Terry as it finishes him off in a spout of gore. We have our first winner, Thunder McScruggins! For those of you listening at home, just be glad you can't see that brown eye wink. On to our eastern bracket. She'll down those three seven sevens with the best of us, the spoon that stirs the party pot, Kek! Versus the most trusted elder of Heracleon. Plus, she's really hot, Geneva Vansk! Our contestants are eyeing each other up. Kek making the first move, unslinging the loot from her back hitting the perfect combination of power cords from the precise angle from which to strike. It drives the crowd into a frenzy. They're chanting her name, Kek, Kek, Kek. But this is a battle to the death, listener, not a battle of the bands. Geneva seems undeterred as her features morph and twist into that of a dastardly deep scion. I did not see that one coming. 
The Elder lets out a piercing shriek from her bisected scion maw, blasting Keck off her feet. But a quick midair recovery with those Aarakocran wings and the bird bard is back in this fight, swooping down at Geneva, raking her with razor-sharp talons. The deep scion sends sprawling, but Keck stays with the monstrosity loot back in hand. Talon strikes fall out with blasts of musical notes. Slash, strum, slash, strum, slash, strum! The combination giving new meaning to death, metal as the flesh is blasted from Geneva's bones. The crowd is on their feet with shouts of an encore! But this battle is decidedly over, folks, and so is bracket one of the eighth finals. Happy adventuring out there, listener.